Good morning. It is February 16th, 2024. This is episode 79 of the Paul Green Comedy Podcast coming to you live. And by live, I mean when I recorded this from Camp Verde, Arizona, in the Cliff Castle Casino and Hotel. And I had a gig there last night which was so much fun, actually. I was really blown away. You just never really know what you're going to get with these casino gigs. They are not all created equal, unfortunately. And, um, yeah, they did a fantastic job on this one. Um, so, yeah, I just drove up and did the show. Um, Camp Verde isn't too far from the Phoenix area where I live. It's about a 90-minute drive. So I just uh, drove up yesterday and had no idea what to expect. And it's actually a very beautiful showroom. It's uh has like a really nice stage with like this beautiful black curtain that has like LED lights to make it look like it's all starry. So it looks like this kind of starry, dark sky behind you, and it's really beautiful lighting. Um, I guess the comedy club also seconds as a nightclub. So, you know, there's like these long bars that are like neon lights, and I don't know. It was really nice, really fancy. It, it seemed newer. I I wasn't, I didn't even know this whole, uh, this casino existed, to be honest. I guess there's so many casinos. I mean... Who knows how many casinos there are. So anyway, um, drove up, did the gig, had so much fun. It was really packed. I'm really just kind of blown away because, I don't know, I, I, I kind of just have low expectations when it comes to casino gigs. I mean, I've done casino gigs where it's like a gigantic room and there's like eight people in there. But yeah, this uh, this one was busting at the seams and... um. Everybody was so much fun. I had a blast. I was the feature spot, so I did about 25 minutes, and I did mostly material, but I did go off script and riff with um, with some of the audience a little bit. Um, and yeah, just had a ton, a ton, a ton of fun. And, man, so many thoughts going on right now. I don't even really know how to process everything that I am, that I'm going through. I've, I've had a lot of really great conversations. A couple days ago, I went to lunch with another comedian friend of mine who is a fantastic comic and who's doing very well right now. He's be, he's very successful and he's kind of on the verge of like popping, like blowing up on a couple things. He's had a couple like movie opportunities. Don't really think I can get into specifics about it, but you know, I went to lunch and we had a lot of fun and he was so gracious. He shared, um, several resources with me, um, gave me a couple, uh, references for like, um, 
some management companies and some talent companies. And so um, after talking to him, I um, reached out to like this social media company had a, I just called this guy and ended up in a great conversation with this social media manager. And then I reached out to a entertainment company who books, um, comedians for like cruise ships and stuff like that, who was also referred to me by this comic. And then I also submitted to this, um, comedy club which I've been trying to get into for years, and I can never get the guy to respond to me. But this comic has a good relationship with the guy, and he said, yeah, I'll let him know that you're calling. So I was like, that is fantastic. So I submitted to that uh, comedy club again. I've probably emailed them realistically probably close to a dozen times by now. And I only got one reply. The one time that he replied to me, he said, um, hey, thanks for your submission. I'm already booked out for the season. Hit me again in August or something like that. So I literally put an event on my calendar on August 1st that said, email this booker again. <laughs> so, so I emailed that booker again in August, and he didn't respond. So, you know... So much of this business is just is just a lot of rejection and a lot of no's and a lot of you're not what we're looking for and a lot of throwing emails into saturated inboxes of bookers and managers and casting directors who have 400 other emails from hopefuls just like yourself trying to get an opportunity. And yeah, that's sort of the, that's just sort of the game. That's where I'm at. But I am very fortunate that I am getting more and more performance opportunities, traveling more and more. And 2024 is shaping out pretty well. Um, I'm going to be in so right now I'm in Camp Verde on Sunday. I'm going to have a real fun day because Sunday I have a film shoot for this random gig that I booked. And then I got to go straight from the film shoot and then drive out to another casino. And then Monday night I have another casino yet. Tonight I am performing at this fundraiser with some AGT Golden Butter winners, Chapel Heart who are like a um, country music trio. And I watched, uh, I hadn't heard of them before, but I once I learned that I would be performing with them, I went and watched their AGT performance. And they are a lot of fun. And so I will be doing a fundraiser tonight, doing some improv comedy. And then tomorrow night, I'm going to be doing stand-up at JP's in Gilbert. So, you know, I'm just like, you know, this is the dream. And yes, I'm still seeking for bigger and better and grander and who isn't, but at the same time, I always have to counterbalance that with, but I am doing it. I am performing. I'm growing as a comedian. I'm getting more and more opportunities 
and taking bigger risks, reaching out to people, trying to find ways to expand and take a role. And super, super fun. Um, so yesterday when I was driving to Camp Verde, I had this train of thought that made me think of an old buddy of mine who I hadn't talked to in probably, gosh, it's maybe been seven or eight years. And he and I used to perform together at uh, Jester's Comedy Club in Mesa, where I'm actually performing tonight and doing the fundraiser. So we were in, we were in Jester's together as improvisers, but he's also a bass player. And at the time, I was playing keyboards in this cover band in Arizona. Uh, you know, we would do like weddings and like corporate gigs and stuff like this, like that. And he was a bass player. And there came a time when we needed a new bass player. So I said, hey, Frank, you want to come play bass in this band? And he ended up being our bass player. So then he and I were in a band together for um, a couple of years. So anyway, I ended up leaving the band and then I ended up moving to L.A., and just sort of lost touch with him. And yesterday, while I was driving to Camp Verde, I was just thinking to myself, man, I miss playing in a band, and I loved I loved being in cover bands. And then I thought of that cover band, and then I was like, and man, I haven't talked to Frank in a long time. I wonder how that guy's doing. So I just called him up, and he answered the phone. He was like, Paul? I'm like, Frank! And then he and I just talked for like an hour. And it occurred to me, one of my greatest joys in life is calling up random friends and just talking. And it's those friends who, you know, even if you haven't talked for 10 years, there's like no friction whatsoever. You just, you, you just start talking. There's no, oh, well, how come you haven't, yeah. <laughs> There's no Jewish mother. How come you never call me? And then he and I proceed to just have this really awesome, interesting conversation. And next thing you know, we're talking about religion and cults and uh, mindset and reality versus not reality and just where we're at philosophically with life. And the funny thing is, like, he and I actually have arrived at a very similar philosophy where he just goes like, you know, the reality, Paul, in a hundred years, nobody's even going to remember that we existed. He goes, and we just take things way too seriously. And he goes, at the end of the day, we get to choose what has meaning in our life. And because it doesn't actually really matter. So if we want to choose that, you know, pursuing a comedy career has meaning, or if we want to choose that um, being religious has meaning, or if we want to choose that being a family man has meaning, or running for political office, or, you know, whatever it is. He goes, that's our choice, and in a hundred years from now, it won't even matter, because nobody will even remember that we existed. And when he said that, I'm just going, oh my gosh, I tell myself that at least three or four times a week. And it may sound so depressing, it may sound like very nihilistic, like, well, if nothing has meaning, then why even go through life? But I'm going, it's the opposite for me. That is what gives my life meaning, is the fact that 
I can really go for and do what I want. And if I fail and fall flat on my face, at the end of the day, who gives a shit? Because anybody who would even know to be embarrassed by be embarrassed or make fun of me or whatever, we're all going to be dead in a hundred years. And I was thinking about it like, and this was, I was telling my buddy, I'm going, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I remember my grandparents very well. I had all four of my grandparents, both my mom and dad's parents were involved in my life up until about my late twenties. Um, and until all of them had eventually passed away. And I loved all my grandparents. I have a lot of memories of my grandparents. And then I'm going, I know that I met my great grandparents or at least some of them at some time when I was really young. I don't even remember them. I couldn't even tell you my great grandparents names, which seems like that should be so ashamed. You know, I should be ashamed of that, but I'm going, yeah, I just don't, sit around every day and think about my great grandparents. You know, my my grandparents who I knew and love and have memories of, their parents, I don't even know who they are and I don't know what they did. And my family's like way big into family history. I have like biographies and like history books and like family history uh journals and stuff like that hanging out and like I haven't read them and and I'm going if if I don't even care about my own lineage and my own great-grandparents who lived entire lives and were incredible human beings and, you know, lived through wars and Great Depressions and fought and survived and, you know, and I'm going like, oh, yeah, well, okay, thanks. You know, thanks for surviving so that I could have a life generations down the road and be out here living my dreams and I'm going okay yeah so maybe I shouldn't take myself so seriously and maybe it's okay that I just go for what it is that is calling to me and what has meaning to me and let whoever wants to troll me or wants to criticize me or wants to try to tell me that I'm something else or leave negative comics on on you know, social media or like whatever it is. It's just like, hey, yeah, you do you. I'm going to move forward and do me as best as I can. And I know in my heart of hearts, I'm not out to hurt anybody. I'm not out to be vindictive or manipulate anybody. I'm not out to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm not out to, you know, amass power so that I can hatch some evil loss you know what I mean I'm like that you know that's not who I am and sure those people are out there but that's not what I'm up to and and so to me it's actually very freeing to just be like a hundred years from now there probably won't be a person alive who even know I existed maybe in a hundred years some clips of my comedy will still exist in some legacy archived YouTube server that's you know at the bottom of an ocean somewhere and if somebody searched hard enough it's not really interesting to think about how much of all of this data that is just getting pummeled onto server after server on all of these social media sites that are getting millions and millions of pieces of content uploaded into them every single day 
Like, are they just going to keep building server after server after server and storing all of this data? I mean, there's going to come a time when YouTube is going to be like, all right, any video posted more than 20 years ago is just going to get wiped clean. And Facebook is going to be like, yeah, you know, we're not just going to keep, you know, every uh, selfie with that plate of sushi that you bought on your birthday and... 25 years ago you would think you would think that all of those social media sites are eventually going to have to start uh, building in like self-destruct uh, <laughs> you know uh, wiping their servers clean because it's just like you know how many how many servers can you keep building to just house the absolute onslaught of social media posts just every single day content after content Anyway, so maybe in a hundred years, if uh, YouTube doesn't wipe clean every server that holds any YouTube video from the last hundred years, maybe somebody could start looking at like, oh, let's look at like old stand-up comedy videos from 2024. Oh, Look at there was a hundred thousand stand-up comedians posting videos on social media in 2024, and then they're going to go through all 100,000 comics. Somewhere in there, they're going to find a video of Paul Green at the Cliff Castle Casino, and I will have been dead for a good 50 years. And then somebody is going to know that I did stand-up comedy and that I existed. And they're going to watch it. And they're going to go, you want to what? Yeah, that guy wasn't that funny. And that will be the last memory of Paul Green. That got really depressing. I don't know why I went down that road. <laughs> you know, just uh, following my stream of conscious there. Following the stream of conscious. So, anyway, you know, more and more, I am just doing my best to subdue that ego that makes me feel like I'm so goddamn important and that everything I do is such a big deal and just going, you know, maybe I am, maybe I'm not, but at the end of the day, nobody really cares as long as I'm not out malignantly trying to harm other people and might as well just go for it. Just go for it and see what, see what happens, man. So anyway, that is the uh, philosophical rant on a Friday morning from comedian Paul Green on the Paul Green Comedy Podcast. I'm going to go ahead and get this one a little short. So I hope all of you are doing fantastic. You're out there pursuing your dreams, having a great time, pushing through all of the discouragements, the ups and the downs. And I love you all so much. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. I will talk to you tomorrow. It is February 16th, 2024, episode 79 of the Paul Green Comedy Podcast. I love you all so much, and we'll talk to you soon.